Welcome to today's New Life Live podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by you. Your donations make this podcast possible. Please consider donating today using the New Life app. Visit newlife.com or call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Welcome to New Life Live with host and founder of New Life Ministries, Stephen Arterburn. For 35 years, New Life has been transforming lives one at a time thanks to the giving hearts of you, our listeners. Our goal is to provide you with wisdom from God's Word to give you hope and help in life's hardest places. If you have a question you'd like to ask today, our phone lines are open. Call 1-800-229-3000. That number again is 1-800-229-3000. Now here's Steve. Hi there, and welcome to New Life Live. So glad that you're with us. And when I say us, it's Dr. Jackie Mac Harris and Dr. Jim Burns. And I want them, we, we talk with them all the time, uh, Jackie Mack and Jim, take two minutes and tell people where you came from and why you're here. How about that? Just a short, let, get, let them know you better. Okay. Um, so where I came from. I grew up in South Central, and I delayed entry, went into the Air Force as a teenager trying to get out of, out of the hood and out of my mama's house. Um, where all that chaos and dysfunction was, and uh, had a quite a bit of a journey. Married young at 20, and dealt with the PTSD of my husband going to combat and being a mom at home, a dependent with uh, two dependent children, and prayed for God to help me do work that I loved, make a living doing work I loved. I have a really hard time doing things I don't like. I have ADHD too, Steve. Uh, and it makes it really tough to do things I don't want to do. And God has just blessed me. And it's been a journey. But eventually I ended up at Hope International University and became a marriage and family therapist and met Chris Williams. And Chris Williams invited me here. So here we are. Well, we're so glad you're here. You are a blessing to all of us, especially me. I really love what you have to say. Dr. Jim Burns, talk about the past and the present. Well, uh, I'm actually celebrating yesterday. I was celebrating mm. a, a 53 years as a Christian. So I wasn't raised in a Christian home, came from an alcoholic family. And uh, Kathy and I got married right out of college, and we said we're either going to recover or repeat the sins of those previous generations. And I think the third greatest decision I ever made was to recover. The first one was to make a commitment when I was 16 to Christ. Second was marrying Kathy, which was, you know, a great decision uh, as we celebrate 48 years. And then that idea of recovering. And uh, that process took me into youth ministry. My thrill is still trying to help kids mm-hmm. make right and wise decisions. But I do it more now through helping adults. And uh, uh, Kathy and I met at Azusa Pacific. And then I went on to Princeton. And then I went into uh, my PhD was done in England, and uh, but the claim to fame, Steve, was we met each other when we were in our twenties, and we you did. know we've been we've been friends. I love and adore you, and I ha- I just I say that you're cheaper than psychotherapy. So if I go out to lunch with you or dinner, it's cheaper than psychotherapy, and it's just a great time. So anyway, well, you and know, I love I, the relationship yeah. between the two of you yeah. and how vulnerable and genuine the two of you are with each other. We we don't get that a lot with yeah. men. Right. So I just want to say I've really enjoyed watching the two of you interact. <laughs> well, thank you. You know, um, I really respect Jim, and I feel he respects me, and that's something that's, I think, rare is this mutual respect to yeah. people. There's often jealousy and all this kind of stuff. 
and uh, Jim is a man of character. I can always depend on him. We've done a few things, you know. Yeah. Uh, we wrote Drug Proof Your Kids for Focus on the Family. Mm-hmm. It became curriculum in Australia, and we had a great time traveling with that book. We've written other books together, and I love to minister with him. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the years we were traveling with a workshop called Kids in Crisis, some of the best, best memories Fun. of my life. Three yeah. guys, Rich Van Pelt, Jim and me, mm-hmm. something else. Well, we, we love the fact that you're with us here today, and there are so many ways that we want to help you, whether it's recommending a book to you when you call, or a video, a counselor, a coach, or one of these weekend experiences where we, over the years, 35 years, have witnessed literally hundreds of thousands of people totally transform their lives. We've seen people think they're done, wasted, it's over, to become who God called them to be. That's that's what you invest in when you give to New Life. That's what we've all been investing our lives in, and we hope to continue it forever. We'll go to the calls right after this. You're listening to New Life Live. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. Steve Arterbert here, Dr. Jim Burns, Dr. Jackie Mack Harris. So glad that you have joined us here. I'm going to go. I think I can get to everybody on this board here, but right now I am going to go to Teresa Bellingham, Washington, Teresa, you're on New Life Live. Dr. Jackie Mack Harris, Dr. Jim Burns, Steve Arterburn here. How can we help? Hi there. Thank you for taking the call. How do you hear me? I hear you well, and I, I hear you on the radio. So how can okay. we help? Um, I'll start with a question and then a slight background. What can I do to help my supervisor at work not to be so anxious? She's been at the job for two years. She is a she micromanages me and is very controlling of her space, which is quite large, and all of this. Um, she's driving people. I can. She's annoying to me, but I can handle it. But now, after two years there, she's starting to drive people away and creating rifts and anger. Um, what can I do to help my supervisor at work not be so anxious? Is there anything I can say or do to help calm her fears? The Every, multiple times, every time I'm at work, this is what I hear. I am afraid that something horrible, terrible, awful will happen if it's not done this way. So I need to know every single detail going on. She, so what that tells me is she yeah, functions okay. out of fear. Hey, do you have yeah. any bright ideas? I don't. I have one question, and then I'm going to turn it over to Jim first, and then uh, Dr. Harris. In your workplace, name the person that is closest to her or appears to have some type of relationship with her? Uh, this is a work at the working relationship. Yeah, well, just someone that you, maybe she goes to lunch with them or she listens to them, but she has a relationship with them and it's closer than your relationship with her. That would be her direct supervisor. She meets with okay. that supervisor an hour a day for work. Okay, and is the supervisor afraid of stuff? Is, does she seem to be fearful? Oh, no, no, she's She's easy to get along with. She's great. Okay. She's Very quite reasonable. Good. All right. Well, uh, having asked that, I want to hear what Jim and Jackie Mack have to say about reducing another person's anxiety. Yeah. 
it's interesting that you, when you're describing her, she sounds toxic in the environment. And I'm surprised that the supervisor isn't dealing with that. Are people talking to the supervisor, Teresa? Uh, not that I not that I know of, um, but it's interesting you'd say what you did because uh, when I'm only with her, I only overlap her work hours about three hours a week, so I'm not there tons. I'm there at different hours. So um, she talks about other people critically every single time I'm there. Well, it seems to me. It, it seems to me. Are the, you? Let me just say, no, clarify. Are you the only one that? sees this or do other people talk to you about it too other people have said very graciously and kindly she's odd she's peculiar she's a weird one she can be kind of challenging so yeah other people are are saying things um in agreement with me and we we say it as politely and kindly and encouraging toward her as we can Mm -hmm. but we don't say it too just among ourselves okay yeah well, a couple things. One, one is because she's toxic. I'm not sure it's your job to change her. It might be your job to come oh, alongside of her and just and, yeah, and simply say, you know, gosh, it seems like there's a lot of anxiety coming. You know, how's it going? If you're going to kind of befriend her, at the same time she you work for her, and so the other aspect is, I mean, to be honest, it's not a good environment for the workplace because it's causing people to leave. So you may actually you and others. I wouldn't do it by yourself, but you and if there's some others, talk to the supervisor kind of trying to coach it here more than counsel it but you know talk to the supervisor without you know making her into the world's worst person but just going how can we help her because she's trying to be you know she's micromanaging and obviously that's not working and maybe then it becomes the supervisor's issue as opposed to this woman that you're talking about that's so toxic oh yeah that's an idea i didn't i didn't think of that and that is a real good way of phrasing it and saying it because she is honest, reliable, hardworking, dependable. Um, she's getting some great things done. She's just um, driving people away from her with yeah. her. Okay. Well, let's hear what Jackie has to say. Um, I use um, a model uh, attachment core pattern therapy or, or the book How We Love with Couples uh, and with individuals. And as I'm hearing you talk about her feeling like she needs to have everything done the way she wants it done because that way she knows she's going to get it done. That way she's a controller um, in terms of her attachment style, her love style. And that's really not something you're going to fix as a um, person she supervises and only overlaps with three hours a week. So I love yeah. um, Dr. Burns idea of getting with some other people who want to be supportive and continue to grow the department and serve the department to talk with her supervisor about how can we better support her how is are there some systems we can put into place and or if she is saying i need this thing done this way do that thing that way and then um, we have less stress and anxiety. Sometimes it's challenging because we've gotten used to doing things the way we do them, and we want to continue to do it that way. Someone comes in and says, no, I need it done this way because that's how my brain works. Then they're the person that's supervising. We can adapt and do that. If if it's everything, if it's cruel and rude, um, if she's putting people down and hurting people, that's an HR issue, and you need to go to super, to the supervisor about that. Okay, now if I was your therapist, I would say this. Well, uh, you cannot change how another person feels. If you came to me as a coach, I would say this. I think you ought to have a meeting with her supervisor. 
And I think you should ask for that to be a confidential meeting. The supervisor is thinking you're going to be very negative about something. Mm -hmm. And you go in there and you sit there and you tell that supervisor every positive thing that you know about this person. And you see her diligence and it's all positive. And you say, you know, I'm the only thing I'm concerned about is she she seems to be really struggling with fear. And I just wanted to say that I hate to see that and I I don't know that I can help it, but I just wanted you to be aware we're pulling for her and and we just hate to see her struggle with it. It's not my place to even bring this up, but I just really feel for a person that's that's that good but struggling so much with fear please forgive me if i'm out of line for bringing this up but i really do care about her as a human being and uh, maybe maybe that would begin spark something because you're so positive what do you think about that idea it's exactly what my heart says i oh, just good. phrase it as well as you uh, that's exactly how i feel great um, well i would try I that yeah. She's a genuinely nice, good person. She just is so anxious. Also, another thing about her, um, she drinks 12 to 15 cups of coffee a day and doesn't sleep well at night. Uh-huh. So she's addicted to caffeine. And um, she, uh, I'm sure that contributes to some yeah. anxiety. But yeah. She does worry 100% well, of the time. Don't do this. I, I'm worried about this. Yeah. Do it this way. I'm worried about this. I'm worried. It's just fear. Yeah. She's, out, okay. she's out of fear. Well, I'm not going to tell you that uh, some people have uh, and or suggest that you do it. Some people have done, and that's replaced the caffeine with decaf coffee in the office. That's that's just too dishonest. You don't want to do that, but it is an idea uh, that some people have used. But no, just stay on the positive, and I think that's your best hope that you might be able to influence her. And as a way to say thank you, I'll send you the one-year Bible for women. Thank you for calling us. 1-800-NEW-LIFE. If you need some help. By the way, if you support us, we'll send you a copy of the 100 Days to Freedom from Shame. And uh, for $35 a month, I send you a whole library of one-day devotionals. And I think you'll love them. I mean, 100-day devotionals. You'll love them. Ken, Washington, D.C., W-A-V-A. How you doing? Great. How are you doing today? Doing well. How could we help you today? So this might be a rather odd question. Um, I love to read. Um, I have a big library on my phone and in my home, but I cannot read the Bible, retain it, and uh, most of the time understand it. I have several different Bibles, several different versions and variations, and including colors. Um, but I was kind of looking because I was listening to a pastor on my way to work a couple days ago, and he was telling a story that was out of the Bible, and he pulled from different books, and he made this complete picture, hmm. um, and I was able to understand it and um, retain most of it. And it got me thinking that shouldn't there be a a book made, put together, about the stories of the Bible, not necessarily like the Bible, because the Bible's chapters and different authors, but to maybe help somebody understand it. And so I've asked a few pastors, asked a few bookstores, um, and lo and behold, now here I'm calling and asking you. Oh, I'm so glad somebody you did. There might yeah. have an idea or a clue 
as to what I could do or yes. where I could get it from if there is such a thing. couple of things. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering if you've ever heard of uh, the Bible that or somebody suggested the story. Has that ever been suggested uh, to you? No. Okay. So no, that is not. So, someone has uh, put together the Bible as a story, and so that's a that's a place that you could go or order that on Amazon. Uh, the message okay. translation. Has anybody recommended that to you? The message. The message. Um, I'm checking my notes, and I don't see it. Okay, so that is a Bible translation that is, it's not a translation, uh, it's, it's a man's paraphrase of the Bible, and it comes in modern story form. It's just, you know, so, okay. so it doesn't have the accuracy of a translation, but many people love reading that. Now, I'm going to send you the book that Marcus Brotherton and I uh, put together in one book of the year, Kirby McCook and the Jesus Chronicles, and in there, uh, there are 30 Bible stories that a 12-year-old tells, but they're all in story form. So I, I want to send that to you. Uh, do you have every man's okay. Bible? Do you have every man's Bible? No, every man's Bible I do not have. I'm going to send that to you because it's the Bible that uh, women tell say to me all the time, he never read the Bible till that one, because it's really easy to... Uh, from the notes and the uh, features to read it easily. So I'll send that to you. The okay. other thing is, I've been to seminary, I've been to graduate school, and in the third grade, I learned more about the Bible than any other experience because my third grade teacher, Mrs. Mendel, after lunch, we put our heads down on the <laughs> desk, and she read from one of these old Bible story books that has these old paintings in them, and you can get them at your nearest Goodwill store. But, you know, it's it's a hardcover book, and it looks like it's 100 years old because it is. I want to recommend that you find okay. one of those because they're so well written. It's a Bible story book, not the Bible by Scripture. And so you can read the Scripture after you read the story that it's telling the story of. Uh, it's fantastic. Now, let me hear if Jim and, yeah. and Jackie have an idea. Well, I, I think the advice that, uh, Ken, you got, you got from Steve is great. I would only add one other Bible. There's a Bible called the Chronological Bible, and it actually starts at the beginning and works through it. So then it puts the stories together. And, you know, one of the things I do, I made a commitment in 1983, I know I'm an old guy, to read through the one-year Bible, and I tend to read the one-year Bible. I'm looking at Steve's and his wife's Bibles right now on our table. And so it's been great because some of those stories come alive if you just keep reading and reading. But I also find that I do it in sometimes different versions. The chronological I did only once, but it was enjoyable um, because it gave me the, the chance to start from the very beginning. And it just, it, it you know, Job got put in a different place and the, the stories in the synoptic gospels all got mixed together. And so you only had to read the story once and it came together. So you may want to take a look at the chronological Bible as well as uh, okay. the those other things that he was talking about, you can find that you can find yeah. that anywhere. You can go on Amazon, and um, if you get Perfect. the NLT version, which is yeah. by Tyndale, they have an illustrated color illustration chronological study Bible. It weighs about okay. twenty pounds, mm -hmm. but I'm telling you, it is the ultimate study Bible. It's amazing, 
And I would recommend that you type in Illustrated Color Chronological NLT. That'll come up. But that's a really great... I'm glad you mentioned the chronological, Jim. It's, it really is amazing. I'll also send you the one-year Bible for men. We'll be back right after this. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or a comment, call toll-free 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. We are back. And we're so glad that you're with us here. I'm, I'm just going to stay. I'll, I'll do announcements, things later, because we have so many calls lined up here. Let's go to Jimmy, Atlanta, Georgia. Jimmy, thanks for hanging on. How can we help you today? Yes, sir. Um, this is a question about guilt and grandkids. Okay. okay. Um, I was married for 44 years, um, and I had a very sick wife for a very long, long time. Hmm. And uh, she passed away, and in less than a year, I remarried to a trustworthy woman I'd known for 50 years. And okay. in the process of doing that, um, moved away from the community I lived in. I was a pastor. I retired and um, <clears throat> moved closer to where her parents live. They're both 86. We're three hours away from them and four hours away from my kids and grandkids. And I just struggle with the guilt of moving away from my grandkids. I just... Uh, like I've let them down, I can't really shake it, and so I thought I'd call and see what you might advise. Okay, well, let's start with um, Jim. What do you think, Jim, about guilt over grandkids' proximity? You know, I think a lot of times when we move or our kids move or life, you know, changes things, so, uh, I think sometimes we have to um, go through a little bit of a grief process, and it's a necessary loss. You know, C.S. Lewis said that uh, when we change, we, we go through a loss, and you're going through the loss of being with those grandkids. So what that means is we, we begin to make up time. I think you because you're only four hours, I think there's times when you can be with them and make those times very special. When our daughter moved from California to Texas for a year, Kathy and I just put money, time, and energy into having what we would call retreats with those grandkids because we'd go for the weekend yeah. and just tie into it. There's also long-distance grandparenting that takes place. The beauty today is we have FaceTime and we have all these other things. And I find some of the people are doing that really well. A friend of mine named Wayne Rice wrote a book called Long-Distance Grandparenting. And he gave really good, just practical ideas, but he also worked through some of the the grief that you know, we go through when our when we're away from those grandkids, but make those times special. Yeah, we, uh, we do that. We do that very well. Good, but then then you're probably doing it. You're still going. You know, because you're not right next door. You know, today I took my grandson James to school because they had a little bit of a mix up, and I loved that. But that's because <laughs> his 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 mom, you know, dropped him off early, and then I took him to school. We had a fun time, and it was what 15 minutes of, of fun. Um, but you don't get that. So find those other ways to do that, and uh, but know that you're going to experience uh, a sense of loss. You you went through a change. I mean, you were married for 44 years. Your wife passed away. That's rough. Even getting remarried, you know, you're getting reestablished, and you're meeting new people, and the, her parents you're now more involved in. Um, but yeah, don't don't because of your love for your grandkids and your kids, because you're saying it that so well, Jimmy. I, I think you're probably going to do it really well. You'll just have to do it different than if you were living next door. And I I would add doing my best. Yes, sir. I would add the guilt that you're feeling is part of the sadness and the grief of not being close to them. But you're doing 
the best you can to maintain the relationship using technology and um, my kids have lived in um, we're a military family so they've lived in Virginia and in Spain and in Texas and finally today they are driving home from Texas because he got orders to San Diego and I'm so stoked but all these years we've had to find other ways to connect and um, sometimes we go there for Halloween or for harvest and for trunk or treat or for uh, birthday parties and sometimes they come here but the feelings that you're having aren't something you have to get over they're the love and the sadness and so you're not doing it wrong and um the guilt isn't shame and so it's not not like you're shameful guilt is i feel like i did something wrong or i feel bad about something a choice that i made well you did make this choice and you feel bad about it so maybe that's appropriate but you don't have to wallow in it or try to make yourself stop feeling because that those feelings are what's uh, keeping you connected well, there is a difference between shame and guilt. And mm-hmm. when I was married 44 years, I had a very sick wife for a very, very long time. I needed to get remarried, and I am very happy. I have an idyllic life, but yes. my kids are not, my grandkids are not next door. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know, so, I just struggle with that because I'm a highly responsible person, and uh, and I just, um, I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a problem that I can't seem to shake. Well, here's, the, here's what I'm going to do for you. Uh, because I'm really glad you called about guilt, because every time you feel that guilt, then ask yourself, now what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. In every believer's thought life, what I want you to do is turn the struggle into a prayer, rather than, oh man, I wish I hadn't moved. Lord, you, you just go right to it. Lord, you know how I've been feeling about this, wish I hadn't moved. Help me to make the best I can for those kids, even though I moved. Show me the way. Help me do something right now to consider an option. So now you pull out your paper and stamp and pencil and you write them a letter. Or you email or you text. You plan the trip. All these kinds of things. Lord, help me to save enough money that I can take them to Hawaii and where Jim Burns is and he can counsel us while he's over there. That kind of stuff, you see, now I'm not dwelling on the negative, but I flipped it into some connection with God, get me out of the guilt and into the action that I need to take. Give yourself permission to enjoy this. As you said, you had a sick wife for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so... um, Coming your way, Every Believer's Thought Life. We'll take a break. We'll come right back. Love doing this with Jim and Jackie, but love these phone calls. Diverse, and and everybody struggles in some area. Uh, Some people struggle uh, with acting like they don't struggle. Well, that's a really tough struggle because you can only change what you're aware of, and you can only become aware of what you're open to letting people tell you is in the reality of your life. If that's never happened, why hasn't it? Let us help you with that. 1-800-NEW-LIFE. I was really living a very anxiety-filled life. I turned on New Life, and the topic that day was about anxiety. And just by listening, I got relief. You can help New Life stay on the air by joining Club New Life today. When you sign up to support us monthly through Club New Life, we'll send you the new member thank you gift of the Life Recovery Bible Personal Size, the one-year Life Recovery Prayer Devotional, the New Life Journal, a New Life Pen and Highlighter, and a New Life Zipper Tote to hold it all. 
Plus, there are ongoing benefits like access to the Club New Life video library, the monthly Club New Life CD or download, quarterly resources, free shipping on purchased resources, and discounts on workshops. Call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433. Support Club New Life, and together we can help hurting people find help and hope in life's hardest places. Call 1-800-639-5433 to join Club New Life today. glad you joined us for New Life Live. To be a part of the program, call 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. Steve Arderman here with Dr. Jim Burns, Dr. Jackie Mac Harris, and Larry Sonnenberg's in the studio. Larry, hey, what do you hey, have Steve. for us today? Hi there. Well, you know, um, you and Jim uh, and Jill are going to do a workshop on parenting. Uh, you've done it before, and I wanted to just read a short little uh, comment from one of the people that were there. He says, Steve Arterburn just says it like it is. No sugarcoating the circumstances or the requirements for action on the part of the parent and the child. Eleven years ago, I had to show my son the door. I lost over 20 family relationships. No one has ever validated my actions until I heard Steve today. Now I have some work to do with my daughter. Hmm. I just love I mean, it's making a difference yeah. and, and somebody you know parents don't know how to parent adult kids I mean I yeah. I, I struggle Rhonda and I struggle yeah. and it's so helpful to get some words of affirmation yeah. well you know what I love about the the courageous parenting workshop is that yeah there's great advice and you know Steve nails it Jill does um, I'm given some content. But, you know, they go into small groups then. Mm-hmm. And I love right. that they go into the small groups, and now they can talk amongst themselves, and they find out that there are other people who are struggling with adult children. Yeah. I was in Atlanta a couple of weeks ago speaking at a Chick-fil-A event, of all things, and these people, I, we sat down at the table, my wife and I, and she goes, oh, my goodness, courageous parenting. It, you know, it's changed the way we parented. We we just literally, we made a, we were making a bunch of poor choices, and mm-hmm. we're, we're really, it's a miraculous change it and it was because of a couple of decisions they made from that what i loved was she didn't say that i'm now i you and i believe this too just what that person said mm-hmm. steve says it like it is and it's great they said in our small group we worked through the issues and it really validated some things we'd been thinking about and what we had just heard from the speakers there you go how cool is that there you go if you go to amazon and you were to search for a book entitled parenting effectively Based on how I feel, mm-hmm. you would not find that book there <laughs> because that's the problem. Yeah. We parent because we feel like it's the way to parent because right. our parent parented us that way or it's the opposite the way right. or it makes me feel good to have little Johnny sleeping in the basement at age 37. He won't, he won't be out there on the street where he could get hurt. These are the kind of things we have to sacrifice to be the parent that God has called us to be. Why are you guys laughing at me? <laughs> when you said little Johnny, I didn't see where you were going to go. And that, that little, is little Johnny's very, 37. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right. Oh, dear. What else, Larry? Well, one other, th- one other thing about this workshop. Uh, another comment was having the very first principle of the very first presentation begin with, you're fired, was yes. great and impactful. Yeah. Jim does that so well. Yeah. So, folks, we, we want to keep doing things. You know, we expanded into parenting a couple of years ago. Um, we do weight loss. We do women. We do men's. We do marriage. 
and we're always looking for more things, more ways to help you. Mm-hmm. And so if you can help us keep this going with with a donation, any size, any way, Club New Life, stock gifts, anything you can do, we would be very grateful because it's going to help people find transformation. Amen. So call us, 1-800-NEW-LIFE. It's going to be a great, great day. Uh, it's the best thing on parenting until I get my book published, Don't Be So Stupid as a Parent. This is a good thing. We want to help you. It will transform the way you deal with your adult kids. And uh, so call us, 1-800. It's on life. April 1st, and it's not going to be April Fool's Day. It's That's right. It's going to be a good, good thing. So yeah. Thanks. What else, Larry? Anything else you want to share? Mm, no, thank you. Um, I'm going to go back and get some things done. When Larry says he's going to get some things done, he is managing this ministry with the utmost integrity. And when you support us and become a transform age um, agent, then Larry's helping make that gift mean the most, go the farthest of anything, anybody I know that's doing that. So help us, and we will be sure your gift is honored as we transform lives the number 1-800 new life thank, thank you larry thank Appreciate you very that. much and thank you everybody who has supported and is supporting and will support new life god bless you yes thank you let's go to uh, denise milton florida and uh, that's wtrj hello denise how are you thanks for holding on i'm good i'm good i am a 60 year old 68 year old uh, lady who's been married 42 years. Um, I am contemplating divorcing my husband. Wow, why? Uh, Why? Well, I've been to some counseling over the years by myself, and a, a couple of therapists have told me that my husband sounds like he has uh, narcissistic personality disorder. Mm. And that you can't try to work on your marriage or change with that kind of person. One of the reasons that I have not left is because I have a um, a 32-year-old disabled son who has autism and bipolar mm. and numerous health conditions. And um, the other thing is if I go ahead and do this, what do I tell my family and friends? Because I've not had good luck with trying to explain some of the yeah. the reasons and right. things my husband does because he appears so so likable on the surface. Well, has he ever been unfaithful to you? Many times. Many times, okay. All right, well, uh, I have a couple things I want to say, but I want to start with uh, you, Jackie McHarris, and then Jim. What are you thinking here that would help her? Well, first, I just want to say I'm just sorry that you're mm-hmm. in such a struggle, and yeah. uh, this just sounds so hard, and to feel like no one can really see you, um, and when you try to talk about it, he's just this wonderful guy, and um, that's got to be crazy-making, that no one can, can get where you're coming from. And you said you've met with counselors in the past, and I'm, I'm curious if you're seeing one now as you're in this uh, decision-making process. Actually, um, moved to uh, Florida from Georgia about a year ago, and there's not a lot of therapists in our area. 
I have a therapist that I talk to, but she's younger, and I don't think she's dealt with this kind of person, so I don't think she really understands, um, you know, I don't think she's able to be empathetic because she she doesn't quite get it, Yeah, if that makes okay. sense. Well, maybe we could check and see if there's a Christian counselor in your area um, that could work with you, because it sounds like you need some more support in your decision-making process. You Mm -hmm. haven't come to a point yet where you are sure about how to even talk about the decision that you're making. And so I I think it's going to be helpful for you, because wherever you go, there you are. The, The part that you can do work on, regardless if he's a narcissist or not, is you. And what are the things that are a challenge for you in the relationship do you feel like you don't have any power do you feel like um, you're being mentally emotionally or spiritually abused like what are the struggles that you are dealing with rather than focusing on changing him and your expectations of him take a look at the things you can do something about which are in you and being with a, a counselor that can walk alongside of you while you're doing that could then help you make a clear decision and be able to identify your reasons it's important to know your why yeah jim you have a thought here before we go to this break that's coming up well denise i i again just like what jackie said i am so sorry because you're going through a real tough time and actually you've been an incredible trooper to be to stay married for 42 years you know i i see two words one was narcissism you then kind of threw in the betrayal word uh and you said many times and so obviously the the it's not working. You know, the relationship's not working. Um, I agree with Jackie. I think you've got to find somebody who can help you with this. She asked a really important question. You're going through a decision-making process of actually divorce. That's huge. And it's huge on several levels, especially even with your 32-year-old son. So I wouldn't do that alone. I would find the right person. You know, if you if, if I hurt my knee, I probably wouldn't go to a, a person who could help me, my skin doctor. I would right. go to that. I'd find somebody who can help you think through this process. Mm-hmm. And uh, you might, I mean, you might need more information on narcissism. Sounds like you have that. It's more now for you personally deciding now with all this information laid in front of me, what is my plan? Mm-hmm. And there's actually a, a bunch of you know, different options that you could have, but, but what is that plan? They, they're not going to give you that plan. They can help you create that plan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, quick question. May seem strange. Why is he... A narcissist. Well, I didn't realize um, it until maybe around 10 years ago. And I happened to meet somebody who was struggling with the same thing who did end up divorcing their husband. And I began to do research. And he checks off every box if you look up. Hold on. I want to finish this with you because I'm talking about why. He's a narcissist, which is different than saying he has the problem. We'll be back after this. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We're back, and uh, what was given were symptoms of narcissism, but what we need to try to ask or find out is why. Narcissism doesn't just appear out of nowhere. Most narcissists have a very deep wound or 
just some tragic, tragic trauma that this is their way of coping and surviving. It's maladaptive, but we need to think about that. Maybe we can talk about that with the counselor or with the person. What do you say to your family? I would invite him to go to intimacy and marriage with you. Now, if he says no, you can tell your family, I literally did everything I could before I divorced because he was unfaithful to me. Final note, if you've allowed him to be unfaithful, you've essentially said to him, you can be unfaithful and I'm not going to require anything of you. Now to decide to divorce, uh, I think you really need to try some different things to give him the chance to see it's not okay anymore. I'm not going to put up with it. I am leaving. See what kind of response that gets there. Worthy of her trust, I'm going to send to you and take your life back also. Uh, I hope that those will be helpful. I'm really glad that you called because it's information that applies to everybody. Let's go to Dana, Alexandria, Virginia. Hi, Dana. How are you and how could we help? Hi, Steve. Um, I called last year, August 26th, and um, last, a week before Valentine's Day last year, I found that my husband was um, communicating almost every day via text, email, phone um, to his an ex-girlfriend from college. Oh, boy. And um, you gave me some great advice. All of you did. And... Um, I, I do have to say, glory be to God, I gave a lot of people praying for me, and us, and um, long story short is that we're still together. We He went to every man's battle, because your advice was, um, give him that um, ultimatum, kind of. <laughs> so mm-hmm. at least you can say that he, that he, he you know, gave it a try, and tried right. everything, I forgot a few words, but he did. And um, because he knew it was serious, and I actually had to play back on YouTube the new way when I called in. And he goes, okay. is that you? That was really something. So, <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So after the advertisement, he knew that it was me and him. And, um, yeah, sometimes, you know. And so anyway, he went to um, Every Man's Battle, and I went to Restore. And I also, um, I went over where we got some books from New Life, and he's breeding them. And, um uh, what was I going to say about Restore? Oh, we also got therapists. I had a very expensive marriage therapist before I called you, but um, obviously it wasn't very effective. My husband did it again, and he was doing it before we, I even knew and we were having a marriage therapist. So um, we have one through New Life, and we have I uh, have my own therapist. And um, wow, you know, this by is the grace of God, I have to give God the glory. One one thing we did that. Um, Nobody recommend a book, but we read the scriptures together. We started off with Kings, and we went through there, and we went through Samuel, and uh, that started during COVID, and just to have, like, something in common, and he's lukewarm. Please pray for my husband now. And, um, you know, that's, that's part of it, too, that Holy, the Holy Spirit is right mm. with us. And I so, can't thank you guys enough. I have the New Life Bible, Recovery Bible. I've been reading that for years. So thank you what? so much. It's okay. a praise report. Dana, you initiated the transformation. What do you say to a woman who doesn't want to go to Restore because she's so hurt she doesn't think she ought to have to? 
Well, yeah. Um, yes, you are hurt, and I was there. I mean, I suffered a deep depression um, during this time, too. And what I did is when I went to a store, I mean, I had to force myself, and, and, and I didn't think it would help, really, but I had to give, since I'd made my husband go, you know, and actually it turned out to be such a godsend, and I made a couple of friends there, um, one kind of local, and we actually meet up sometimes, because there's nobody else in the same boat. Your girlfriends don't want to hear about your mm-hmm. marriage, your yeah. coworkers. This is your family doesn't really want to hear right. too much about it. A little, yes, but not. But we do, and the other, and, yeah, and, the other women that are there, that they're yeah. the same boat, yeah, or worse. They do want oh you to hear gosh, them and stories. Yeah, so it's an amazing place where people want to hear you, you want to hear them, and you all bond together and leave there with a plan. And boy, did you ever carry out your plan. Um, I'm so glad that you called. I'll send you the new book, Every Believer's Thought Life. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, A special message to both men and women. Men, go. Get help. Women, resolve this. Learn to forgive. It's It's not instant. It's a path, and you can make it happen. I am so sorry I did not get to these other calls, but uh, we'll be back here Monday doing the same thing, and I hope and pray that you'll join us then, call us then. Um, Thank you, Jim, for you being here. Dr. Jackie Mack, thank you. Uh, What is one word of encouragement, Jim, that you might give folks that would cause them to come join us on April the 1st for the parenting workshop that you do about transforming our relationship with our adult children? Well, I think the encouragement is that there are, there are good answers. We weren't prepared to be parents of adults, so we sometimes don't know what we're doing. And I think there's great encouragement there to um, to help change them. Even when kids are violating our values, kids are straying from faith, there are answers to that. So what we need to do is come together and get those answers and then begin to work on it. And we and it's called perseverance. I mean, Dana, for me, our last caller, I, I, she gets the new life day uh, a word of the day because she, she taught us something and this goes with marriage but it also goes with adult kids 78 percent of people who have troubled marriages say that if they if they work through it like she does and she did uh you know their marriages are better off well the same with our adult children this is a marathon it's not a sprint yeah yeah sure is jackie mack anything you want to say to encourage folks to join us at emotional freedom we pass down um, generational trauma and that dysfunction shows up in our relationship and doing our own work means we get to pass down generational wellness and we want that for our children uh, we want that for ourselves and, and it's the same as with the restore you're going to end with the parenting you're going to get to work in groups with other people mm-hmm. who know what you're going through who are experiencing similar things and you guys get to work through that process together in community All right, thank you for that. Here's my word. Many people spend a long time trying to figure out the label to put on their spouse. Okay, so when you get your label, you need to be asking, why is this this person? How did they get here? What happened? Solve the mystery. And then this is even more important. So now that I know this, what am I going to do to move closer to this person, which might mean 
there are things I'm going to require, treatment, counseling, a workshop, I'm going to require it to get something out of the way that if it doesn't get out of the way, we will never be close. That takes courage and it takes support. We want to help you in any way that we can, but you're the one that decides enough is enough for me and I'm going to go take care of my problem or for the other person. I'm going to require some things that I've never required before. It's scary, but it is a path that old path, Jeremiah 6, 16, stop at the crossroads, search for the old godly path, walk in its steps, and you'll find peace for your soul. But you have to walk the steps. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jackie. 1-800-NEW-LIFE. If you need some help, you call us. Thanks for listening. We hope this program has helped you by giving you insights for handling the challenges you face in your life. We want you to know that we're here for you. But you also need to know that New Life Live is a listener-supported ministry. To make your donation or to get any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433 or write to us at New Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1029, Lake Forest, California, 92609. Please join us again on Monday for New Life Live. Today's podcast can be downloaded through iTunes or streamed through your mobile device using the New Life app. Visit newlife.com to download the app today.